None in the pink, all in the stink. <laughs> <laughs> like my prom night. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. What are you waiting for, dickhead? You want to fry me? Then do it, you fucking insect! Children of the night. What music they make. Fantasize about being killed. I'm running this fucking car now, Frankenstein, and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time. Hi, I'm Candy, the final girl. Eat shit and die, you little fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Shaun of the Dead, finger-licking good. (laughs) And tonight's film on The House That Screams is a 1988-9 film by Wes Craven called Shocker. 1988-9? Fuck you, I I meant to say nine and then... (laughs) 88 and a half. If I do it again, (laughs) fuck you. God damn it. Eat shit, you little fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start over. You little peckerhead. We have Crystal. Come on, boy. Let's take a ride in my Volkswagen. <laughs> oh, grown. Uh, we have Dave German. Come on, you fucker. Move. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We have Erica Wright. Two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Gross. And we have returning guest and friend of the show, Larry Sternshine. Now known by the name as Horace Pinker, a man who apparently, from evidence uncovered in a hidden room in his TV shop, practiced black magic and animal sacrifice. Police Lieutenant Donald Parker described the place as hellhole filled with evil instruments, strange symbols, and hundreds of mummified cats. <laughs> said by John Tesh. Yeah, but see, that's, a, that's a good John yeah. Tesh right there. Yeah. It was a great John Tesh. I was waiting for the alien music. Now you just got to put out your new age music CD and I'll buy it. You know? Yeah, he's a piece of shit, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Right here, agreed. Right here. Not even. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> well, with Shocker, what are you going to do? But Larry gets to go first on the conversation tonight. Uh, hey, everybody. So. I thought I was going to come on and have some sort of hot take, and I still think I might, because uh, I think what we really need to discuss, because I feel like we're not going to have a whole lot of disagreements, is Wes Craven, is he overrated or is he underrated? Because his filmography is so up and down, like his highs are so high and his lows are pretty dang low, and I and I, I often wonder when we talk about somebody like a John Carpenter, for example, he's a very, he's got some stinkers for them, but they're all good. A lot of good movies. Like Wes Craven has some really terrible ones, some great ones. 
Uh, I feel like there's something that we don't really wrestle with too much in, as, as horror fans, Wes Craven's legacy, because, you know, we've got Never on Elm Street, we've got Scream, but we also have Shocker and <laughs> Swamp Thing and uh, My Soul to Take, for example. <laughs> you know, so we, we could delve into uh, Wes Craven a little bit here. I think it could be a good discussion as well. But uh, I, I, the movie kind of won me over at points. Because it starts off just really stupid. And it <laughs> continues on being pretty stupid, but like the stupidity kind of won me over a little bit. Um, so we can talk about some of that good stuff when, when you guys have your opinions. But yeah, Shocker was a interesting revisit, that's for sure. Yeah, for me, um, when, when this movie came out on video, my mom was working in the video store, and I just, it was one of my most requested repeat rentals at the time i was like oh you gotta get shocker she was like candy do you really need to see that again I'm like yeah 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 i do and i don't and i and, and visiting it in my 40s um because i never visited again after i you know completely like binged it you know um when it came out i never watched it again i moved on and then watching my 40s i'm like oh god i get where she was coming from what the fuck with this movie? Like, Mom's always right. Not always. You know my mom. Not always. But, um, you know, and sometimes sometimes there's like, you know, that hint of here's what I really loved about it still there. And, you know, this 40-year-old this part of me is like, yeah, but, you know, Candy, like really in the grand scheme of things. Because, you know, you're so single-minded when you're a kid. But it was, I, I cannot for the life of me recall as to why I needed to see this movie so many times as a kid. <laughs> and the fact that I had forgotten the vast majority of what it was about or what it, I mean, I could tell you what it was about, like the basis, like one tagline kind of thing. But I couldn't tell you, told you anything else. It was completely immemorable. And um, I'm kind of ashamed to admit that I watched it so many times and then I couldn't have told you what the fuck goes on. I just remember, like, there were some pretty cool kills and there was electricity and then the guy died, but he didn't really die. That would have been, <laughs> like, my summary. Um, this movie is trying really hard to be Freddy Krueger, but not very well, is my opinion. Like, it wants so hard to be Freddy, but it's not. And I think, you know, I have more, you know, on that that I could say later, but I'll let other people talk. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm with Candy. I watched the fuck out of this when I was a kid. And I, I can't remember if it was something we rented or we had on tape or maybe it was on HBO all the time. I don't, you know, it, I can't remember back that far, but I just remember watching it a metric fuck ton when I was a kid. And loving it, enjoying it, having a blast watching it. And I haven't watched this since. I mean, it's it's been a long-ass time. And so we went and we, we rented it last night on Amazon and we watched it again. And I got to say, there were like the first like 20, 30 minutes of it, I was into it. I was like nostalgia coming back. I'm feeling it. Like I'm pumped. I'm excited. And then everything fucking just gets crazy. <clears throat> and the similarities between this and Nightmare on Elm Street are completely uncanny. Like, the whole intro of the movie with the, the opening credits, in, in, very similar to Nightmare on Elm Street. You have Freddy building his glove while the credits are going on. And then in this, you have Oris Pinker 
tinkering with his TVs. You know, it was, it was so similar. And there are so many other similarities between this and, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. But I just... A glaring it, one that's not similar, though. Right, right. But it's, you know, it, the film is like up until the point that, you know, it takes us a good 40 minutes before he gets put in that fucking electric chair, right? And up until that point, like, it seems like a decently normal somewhat movie, but then once he gets electrocuted, all rules are off the fucking table. Like, there, there are no rules. And I think that's the hardest thing to follow with this, is that, you know, you have your main character who has these fucked up dream sequences and so it's like is he psychic did he fucking bonk his head like i don't why does this guy why does this guy have this ability and then you have horace pinker who can you know he can phase in and out of you know electrical circuits but also inside bodies but like why does he when and i know why i in the film i know why he he keeps the limp because they need you to know what body he's in. Which but, I had to point out to him last night. But let's be real. Like, he physically got shot in his leg. Why, when he transfers to a new body, would he have that limp? Like, that made yeah, yeah, yeah. no And I was like, so sense. we know that it's him. So we no know fucking sense. Him. No fucking sense to me. I, I know but. a fun trivia about that limp, though. So, um, uh, Mitch Pelagi want had, like, a specific limp worked out, and he was really proud of it. But then um, they had already filmed the scene with the little girl who was possessed and she did that that particular limp that she does. So then he had to scrap what he wanted to do and do what she did. But yeah, I had that same issue too. Like, he, why would he have the limp when he's in new bodies that don't have any kind of knee injury? What the fuck? Or why would he yeah. even limp as himself once he's like energy? Like, it's true. Not, True. Well, I feel like well, it was kinda... one of those, like, you know, for the people in the back row, kind of like, <laughs> well, you know, he... um, well, now you know it's him because of the limp. Right. And I'm like, are we, do you really think we're that dumb? Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> they do. They, they kind of also explained it like him using up energy and depleting that body's energy, and he can't. <laughs> he can't manifest and all this other stuff, you know, for the dum dums. Right, like, all the, the jock CPE. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, and I and, and and I love Mitch Pelleggi as as Horace Pinker. I think he does a phenomenal job. I think he's a great actor. I think, I think he... people love Mitch Pelleggi in general. He's right. Great. No, I think he's. I think he's. He's a great actor. And and he's like so a hundred and ten percent in that character, you know. Mm -hmm. But but it's like once all those rules go off the table and he starts bouncing around and he's going in the TVs and all that stuff, it's like <laughs> fucking bonkers, man. Like this is the eighties, you know. This is the last, the last like good like uh, uh, uh what's the word? I'm. Uh, I had a brain fart. I had a word for it, and I and I forgot. I, I think but it's like it's like the wrong one. No, but yeah, I mean it's like good. this is this is 80s this is 80s camp trash <laughs> at its finest. You know what I'm saying? Excessiveness. Excessiveness. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Off yeah, the rails. All about excess. And like I told Candy, like when we watched it last night, those those effects, those those 
computer generated effects of him like you know when he comes out of the bodies and he's all kind of like staticky and things like that they look like shit now mm -hmm. they look like total fucking dog shit but back in 1989 when i watched this pretty revolutionary they looked pretty fucking yeah. good they look pretty good <laughs> and the soundtrack to this oh yeah god awesome the soundtrack can i talk on this for just a second <laughs> Sean and I have already had this discussion. I'm like, you'd think it'd be better, though. Because it had, like, a super group. Mm -hmm. It did. Um, it did. It, it had it a did. super group in it. Dudes of Wrath. And we know that I am, yeah, Dudes of Wrath. Who, we all know that I'm a huge Kiss fan. I hate Gene Simmons. He can fuck off. But um, I do love Kiss. And I uh, actually used them as a promo for this movie today. Um, an actual Kiss song. But it was, you know, Paul Stanley, you know, one of the, you know, the main singer of Kiss, Desmond Child, who they were working with a lot in the 80s. Um, we've got Anthony Michael from Van Halen. We've got Tommy Lee on drums, you know, all these super groups. And I'm like, wow, you think it'd sound better, though? Like, I mean, I like where there's the little cut to Alex Cooper's, like, live show. And, you know, they had his guitarist, uh, Kane, in, in you know, as, like, the, the guy with the pitchfork. Construction man, yeah. Not pitchfork. What the fuck is that? It's a, it's a, yeah, you know what Basically I'm talking about. Basically a pitchfork. It's, it's, it's a pickaxe. Pickaxe. Yeah. Well, do I look like I know what the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> so, you know, he, he's pretty cool. He's very menacing looking, kind of scary, like really eating up the, the role. You could tell he had worked with Alice for a mm -hmm. long time because, um, you know, because Alice just chews on all the scenery when he does anything. But, um, yeah, yeah you'd think the music would have been better it just sounds like generic music from the 80s like here this sounds a little bit like kiss and a little bit like this and a you know i'm like ah oh, this could have been better though and here's some megadeth but they're covering yeah. alice cooper right but they're covering alice cooper instead of doing megadeth which megadeth it only does megadeth well they don't do other people's shit well and, that's... and here you can walk into a bar and we're going to show you alice cooper but we're going to play you not Alice Cooper. And that's that's yeah. the thing that blew my mind was the Megadeth cover. Yeah. Of No More Mr. Gu nice Guy. Like, like, why wouldn't you just but, use Alice Cooper's? Right. I don't think they could get the rights to it because the alternate title for this in the U.S. was Shocker, No More Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, and he, it's a, it's a line that was used. The rights to it. Yeah, it, it, it was used as a tagline at one point for the film. And, um... He, you know, he says that actual line, but yeah, you would think that with all of that, the music would have been better. So he was looking at me like, just a gog, like, how do you not like this music? I'm like, it has all. It's like, it's like the the joke they make in Future War. It's like chunks of music in a in a low form, but it's not really music. You know, <laughs> like it's a movie. It's it's a movie loaf. It's a music loaf. It's not quite music, but it it has all the chunks of music that that we need to form something well they form dudes of wrath just of wrath. for this so they have there's two songs shocker and then a different song yeah it's like the time something I, i'm sorry i don't remember exactly it's what okay it was, nobody else i've been drinking for a very long time to tolerate this music. <laughs> but when we were when we were watching this i was like I know that drum beat. I know those drums. I know those drums. And Dave's like, what? And I was like, I know those drums. And then I look it up and I'm like, it's a super group. I got Tommy Lee. And I'm like, it's Tommy Lee. Too bad he's such a douche. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. But then I'm like, it's Tommy Lee. And I'm like, oh, the drums. 
I followed Motley Crue on tour for an entire year um, back when I was 18. Yeah, I, I could say I was a Motley Crue fan. I just threw everything else out the window. Although, like, the older I get, the less I like them. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that, that Dudes of Wrath was the best name they could come up with. Right. Like they sat. They must have sat around and talked about it. And that, and they're like, yeah, that's that's perfect. That although, well, and the one's last, one guy's last name, which is clearly made up, is Man Dude. Uh, yeah, 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 guy, man, dude. Yeah, guy, guy man, dude. Man, dude. Wait, that's not a real name. That's not a, no. that's that not a real name. <laughs> Baby, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to break the heart. Guy, man, dude. Um, you had guy, man, dude. Paul Stanley. Um, Tommy Lee. Anthony then, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Desmond Child on vocals. Um, I mean, it, it was great. Uh, and then they. They didn't do a music video. I'm upset. Which is surprising because they had a Mitch Pileggi as Horace Pinker do the 1987 Halloween episode of Headbangers Ball. Ball. Now, Headbangers Ball was my shit on Saturday nights. I would stay up really late and watch it. <laughs> Back when I was a, a young thing, like 10 years old and stuff, I'd, I'd stay up all night to watch uh, Headbangers Ball on Saturday nights. Fucking and, uh, Ricky Rockman. Dude, yes. he was hot. Anyway, um... No, this is even back in the Adam Curry days. This is oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's how, but yeah, Headbangers Ball is my shit. But that was in 1987. This movie wasn't released for two more years, but they had him do a Headbangers Ball, which I thought was smart marketing considering, you know, the demographic they were going for with, like, the music. And, you know, <laughs> they're thinking, like, well, you know, the kids who like horror movies, like the hard rock and, you know, all that. So, uh, you know, they, I thought it was kind of smart. But <clears throat> yeah. the fact that, that was very came out for, like, two more years, I'm like, what happened there? Well, I don't I really know that story. Didn't the, the studio had planned on making this a series, right? Oh, God, like this, yeah, they did. This yes. wasn't this wasn't supposed to be a one-off. This was... No. They wanted to develop Horace Pinker as a true, like, you know, horror movie villain. Well, strictly because Wes Craven was pissed off about what they'd done with the sequels yeah. to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to do Nightmare on Elm Street again, but worse. Um, sorry, uh, Erica. <laughs> Yes. I don't think that was the pitch. No, no, no. That was the pitch. <laughs> that was that the pitch. Was that, that was the pitch. <laughs> but worse. He got so but, pissed but... off about night after Nightmare on Elm Street 3. He got so pissed off. He was like, I can do this and I can do it worse. And here you go. And then <laughs> John like, here's Carpenter, my money. John Carpenter, after they live, had uh, was just like, I don't want any more funding from the production studio is it after oh, after yeah. live alive 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 yeah. yeah and well he was like you guys can go to west craven he's got good ideas or, or whatever um so west craven got the funding <laughs> well. from, from <laughs> for this yeah uh um, erica have a point and then larry after erica yes okay um yeah so um i'll try to remember what i was gonna say specifically about the irony of why Wes Craven was pissed at the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels, but then made it certain choices with this movie. So I'll try to come back to that. But I saw this movie, I don't know, 20 years ago on VHS or cable TV or something. I don't remember which. And saw it once, maybe twice, Max. Never cared for it. In fact, I had a very strong dislike for the movie, despite really loving Wes Craven. Um, and then I never watched it again. 
But having rewatched it last night, I have to say I, I hate this movie maybe 25% less. Um, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found things I liked about it um, that I didn't appreciate the first time. But yeah, I, there were so many things that I completely forgot. Um, kind of like what Candy was saying, that there's just a lot of forgettable elements with this film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hear my voice echo a little bit, which is unfortunate. Um, I can't hear it. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, with um, as far as yeah, Wes Craven, like one of the things he did not like about uh, some of the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels is that Freddie was like such a, a punny like jokester and had all these stupid quips and everything. But then like the second half of this movie is full of stupid puns and they were all puns suggested <laughs> by Wes Craven, sometimes not even in the script. He was just telling Mitch Pileggi to say stuff. And so my opening line, yeah, my, my opening line was not in the film, but apparently it was one of the, according to a, some convention Q and a, I was at, it was, one of the lines that Wes Craven said that Mitch Pileggi should say. And he's like, uh, I can't, I can't say that. I can't say that. <laughs> wow. But, but you know what? That's the, that's the, the ironic thing is that that's what Freddie is known for. That's what people right. love about Freddie. That is like, you know, we have Wes Craven to think for the fact that the Freddie became that way because he did um, Dream Warriors, which is where we got our punny Freddy, mm -hmm. yeah, and, and he was like using that to end the series, which of course it did not do. But it's like you wrote that shit, buddy. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, and that takes us full circle to what Larry <laughs> said at the beginning about Wes Craven. Like, does he have like really great ideas and he's just shit at like presenting them? Larry, do you want to? I, I actually, I had talked to somebody last night, uh, good friend Lindsay, and uh, we're talking about Wes Craven does a lot of his own writing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I wish he had more story by credits and not written by credits. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, like, clearly he has some really great ideas because he's a smart son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, but, like, when it comes to putting it down on paper, it's just he gets in his own head probably or or I don't know what, honestly, I don't know what he's thinking half the time. Like, <laughs> like you guys are asking right about the script on this movie because there are, in fact, very little, if any, rules. And I went back because we were wondering why he had the limp. And it reminded me of this one line when they're on the top of the tower where the satellite dish is. And he, he's like, I didn't know you had a bad heart. He's like, I don't. But like, Horace doesn't know that. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense, though. Like, did he fake a heart attack? And Horace thought he did. But anyway, it sounds like Horace thinks he has a limp, so he just has a limp. I mean, Even I'll, he buy that. Need a I'll limp. buy it. But he got shot in the knee. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to do the best I can to come up with We're struggling here. We're all doing answer. the best we can do. We're just making it up as we go. <laughs> Much, Much like this film. Dave. Real quick, though, if I would have saw this in a crowd, like at like two in the morning from a marathon, it probably would have killed. It would have been hilarious. Yeah. No, you're right. right you're right. right. <laughs> no, I, 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 I got it. You know, I, I, I'm right there with you. Larry, I mean, like, Wes Craven has really put out some great movies, and he's put out some fucking horrible stinkers. 
<laughs> and I just, you know, the thing about this one is I loved it when I was a kid, but it's like I watch it now and I'm kind of like, what the I fuck is... I was a stupid kid. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was wrong with me? Like, like there are parts of it that I do enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. But but on the whole, you know, it's, it's just, it's... I'm, and I'm showing my hand here for, you know, possibly for my rating, but, but, you know, I mean, it's again, like with West, with Wes Craven, like how much of this is him and how much of this is the studio? Cause we know studios, I mean, from a lot of the films we've, we've covered studios have a hand and how these films get made. Right. But he had a lot of clout in 1989, dude. Yeah. yeah. True. Although I did, I did read that this film like went through multiple passes with the ratings board and kept getting an X rating. And right. Uh, right. Like, like after three tries and like 13 revisions, which probably <laughs> explains why this movie is a little on the tame side. Yeah. It finally got the R rating. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was surprised how tame it was because I don't mm. remember it being as tame. Yeah. I didn't um, remember it that way either. I remember like the blood at the beginning yeah. and all the shit. And, and like, like, hmm. like honestly for me, like the only good special effects shot that I, that when we watched it yesterday was when, uh, when Horace dresses up as the, the sergeant and he mm -hmm. walks out to the two cops and the, he kills the, he stabs the female cop. And when the male cop turns around and he, you know, he gives him the quick slash to the throat, and you see him. And I've seen it in a, a dozen other fucking movies. Same same effect. But, you know, he does the whole, like, head tilts back and the neck splits open. Very brief. But that was, like, the best. It seemed like that was the best special effect I saw. Other than that, it was just, like, you know, using blood to write messages on the mirror. You know, A lot of his, electricity. And a lot of CGI electricity, which didn't look that great. Yeah, no, female... at the time it did. Yeah, the female cop is Joyce Guy. She's gone mm. on to do a lot of things. This was her first role. She's uh, oh, nice. very popular with This Is Us. Mm. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Good to know. Uh, so, Dave, Crystal, it is your turn. It, um, do you want me to go first? You raised your hand. Uh, I did raise my hand. Um, so, for me, I saw this on the schedule but i didn't know what it was so last night was the first time i'd seen this movie oh. but when i looked it up before we watched it i was like oh my god i know i i know this um artwork i i know this vhs cover and i knew it because every time we fucking went to the movie rental store when i was little I wanted to rent this and my dad absolutely would not rent it. And I could not understand why I was six when this movie came out. I would like to remind you, my dad showed me Hellraiser at four. Uh, that's important. Um, so, so my dad would not rent this My Absolutely would not rent this and show this. I knew the artwork, but I did not know this movie. Um, and my dad liked Wes Craven. So I called him and I was like, dad, do you remember the movie Shocker? And he did. Um, and I was like, why did you never rent this when I was little? My sister was born in 89. And then I had a cousin that was like two weeks and a half born after her. I had a relative on my mom's side that was 
um, murder, domestic violence, right after that. Uh, oh, okay. That that was killed right after that, um, and the person who killed her was sentenced to death, electric chair. And that was my mom's side. And so he remembered me every single time we would go to the rental store, picking up the shocker box and being like, dad, daddy, 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 let's get, let's get, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see. And he was like, that is the only time in my life you have literally scared me because he didn't understand why I wanted to see the movie. And I was like, I, you know, scary movie. I just wanted to see the movie. And the poster is just Horace Pinker or, you know, Mitch Pileggi, his character, you know, in the prison guard in the electric chair with the lightning bolts. He could not understand for the life of him why someone frying in the electric chair fascinated me. Because just a few months later, which this film came out like October of 89. So VHS would have come out like March of 90. So um, the, the person who, um, who killed my relative was sentenced to electric chair around the time this movie came out on VHS. So he couldn't, for the life of him, wrap his head around this. So he was like, I don't understand why my child has a fascination with an electric chair. You know, that's all he could think of. Like, it scared him. Yeah, not probably not thinking about how kids don't really pay attention. Right. And I wasn't, you know. Right. And it wasn't his relative. It was my mom's relative. And so, like... For him, it was like, no, I've got to keep you away from this. Like, and he, like, he's seen the movie later. So he he's seen the movie and he was like, this is a stupid ass movie. Like that was it's, something yeah. he, he told me when I called him today. He was like, that was a stupid ass movie. And I was like, yeah, we watched that last night. Yes, it was a stupid ass movie. You know, I got to close that childhood loop last night. But, you know, for me, it was just, you know, you don't judge a book by a cover, but really covers are what draw draw us in. One of the beauties of the VHS era is a lot of things that we rented, a lot of terrible movies I've made us do, unfortunately. I'm sorry about that. I won't do it again. But um, we're just because of the covers. I'm like, the cover looks cool. What the yeah, fuck is absolutely. this? Yeah, absolutely. I right. mean, look at right. one we of did. the best covers was the video Dead. Yeah, it was a really mm-hmm. badass cover, and then and you that movie, movie, like, oh god, just kill me! <laughs> right, that movie was horrible. I like that movie, but we didn't have oh, god, no. YouTube. We didn't have access to the internet. We didn't have, you know, our phones or smartphones where you could pull up a trailer and see just how terrible this movie kind of was. No. So and it wasn't my dad. Like you could even go to the library and look it up because it's so new. It's not going to be right. any my, books. My dad kind of saved me on that front from this. <laughs> what that creates so, like eventually I'm going to watch that fucker. Right. And I did. I got to see it last night. But I was like, oh, that. I mm. talked to him for like 30 minutes. I was like, dad, this movie was like freaking horrible. But yeah. So like I had. 
like ingrained in my mind the artwork but knew nothing about the movie so you know that that full circle for me it was like core memory artwork but nothing about the movie so you know little crystal's now happy that she saw the movie adult crystal is like drown it with alcohol (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's kind of you know how i feel hey uh dave did you have something yeah, so I was so 89, so I was 24. So the only thing I, I had not seen this movie before last night also. So, uh, but I do remember the box art. Again, this, the box art of this is really good. And yeah. It really so is, is, yeah. And so this is back when you used to have to go to the video store. So what I remember about this movie mainly is walking through the video store and noticing the box art as I was on my way to the beaded curtain that led back to the porn section. <laughs> and that's and I'm not proud of it, but I got to say that's what I remember about this movie. So, oh, look at that. That looks really cool art. You know, oh, Tracy Lords is back there. Yeah. Got yeah. to the back. Gotta grab ass. Got to grab ass blasters tin. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just love the uh, I love the beaded curtain wall between like, yeah. the normal part of the video There's store. Like a smell in there. Ass I mean, blasters I tin a tremor sickle. Tremors. Say what? Is it Ass Blasters 10 of Tremors? <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, not, it should be. Yeah, like Mom and Pops. I, I did work at Blockbuster for a while. It was soulless. They really didn't even have a horror right, section anymore. But like the Mom and Pops were great, except for the back room. I would never put away movies back there because uh, they would always have the porn section. And there was this one guy who loved to do it. And I was like, it's all yours. But the one time I did, there was a smell back there. And I'm like, I'm not going back there. Yeah. Yeah. There was you a, not there fucking pay be... me enough. I will not do it. The best, the best acting I've ever done in my life is like pretending I wasn't actually going to go back there, like that that wasn't my intention when I walked. In. Oh, look, you know, hundred. Trust me, people that work there, we movie. knew the I minute that you walk in, we know. Back, and then you make sure no one's looking before you duck through the beaded curtain. You know, so I'm not an actor. Trust me, we that's knew. Some of the best acting I've ever done is like, oh my god, there's porn back here. You yeah. want, you want to talk yeah. about? Uh, <laughs> some, some scary uh, fucking TV is. And then you, uh, and then look, we had a then camera look, in the back room, yeah, and it's just you like look the cashier in the eye as you pass them the fucking box. And they just kind of like raise an eyebrow at you, like okay. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like you're like you're you're trying to look all inconspicuous before you go through that curtain. We have but you know, back there, but we you know. Cameras. You're gonna end up going to the counter with like blacks on blonde five, <laughs> right, and they were. Right, right. And, and they were, like, you know, empty, so we had to put the VHS in there. And we're like, here you go. Have a nice night. Right. Why are these always <laughs> sticky? Yeah. They yeah, were always I, sticky. I, I would not touch them without sanitizer and, like, wipes and stuff. Uh. Like, I would not touch them. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'm touching. I don't know uh, whose it is. And gross. I, I, I just hated touching them. So it was, like, usually that weird fucking guy. I'm like, here, weird guy that loves the porn section. This is your This is your jurisdiction. Okay, like I'm not fucking with this. But yeah, we no. had a camera, so we knew when the people walked back there. We're like, we knew when you walked in through the door, like that person that's going for the porn. Yeah, <laughs> the dude's bringing like a lawn know. chair with him. You know, it's like, oh, you're yeah. gonna be there a while. Because usually yeah. they would do this little dance where they grab stuff from other categories, pretend like they're looking at stuff, then they right. end up back there, already, and they come oh, up yeah, and they've got me, three man. movies oh, from look, the porn section. We're like, about you know, oh, <laughs> as you work your way to the back. <laughs> We didn't have a beaded curtain. It was a like a just a blue. It was a I, it shower like a blue curtain. Vinyl tablecloth, 
Yeah, we had we had big curtains because we had to be able to like see in there a little bit, but it was like a corner that you turned so nobody who was looking through the beads could see the titles. But it was just like I'm not going back there. I won't. I did once, like I said, never again. But on that note, I'm gonna. Me too. Once we digress. Not really, because I'm about to bring up some weird shit. Oh. (laughs) Okay, and I brought it up to you last night. Um, Bring the weird shit. There's this part with Peter Berg. Who, whose performance I generally enjoy in this film, but like you know, our 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 dead girlfriend Allison, she pops up and you know her necklace is like a talisman and whatever you know she's important, but like this bitch won't die, like she's just coming back the whole time, and I'm like I mean that's cool and all, but like he's young and like eventually this dude's gonna want to get married and she's gonna have to stop coming around. Oh, coming but, around. They're gonna have to have that talk. They're going to have to have the talk like, honey, you're dead. So there's this part, you know, where he's diving in the lake trying to get the necklace. And she appears and he's scared of her like the first two times. Like, hey. And she's like, he's like, ah, you know, like, okay, you're scared of your dead girlfriend that you just asked to show herself. And then she gets scared of her again. And then there's a point where she's and then they're, they're on dry land. And he starts she starts kissing him. And at first he's kind of like lackluster about it. He's like, um, Cause he's like, but you're dead. And he's like, but I'm here. And I'm like, that's your excuse. That makes it okay. Okay. All right then. Um, but so she, she starts kissing him and he's acting like really like fucking weird about it, like, I guess. And then, then he finally runs on gets, top of her. Yeah. And then he finally gets into it and he's like grabbing some of that ghost booty and like really getting into it. And but she's <laughs> like, no, you have, a, you have things you have to do. And I'm like, then why are you giving him a stiffy like Miss Dead Chick <laughs> that won't go away? <laughs> Yeah, they like, were like, hey, let's, all let's have some ghost sex. No way, you have got things to do. After I finally talked you into kissing me, talked you into like feeling me <laughs> up and touching my ass, and you called for me twice and screamed when I appeared, um, but you got stuff to do. And I'm just kind of like, what? Like, I feel like she's fucking with him. Like, do you want him to carry out his quest, or do you want to make out with him? Or the fact that she's still kind of around at the end of the movie, and aren't the stars beautiful? And he's talking to, like, imaginary, no-person-there ghost. Yeah, they <laughs> are. I'm like, what kind of fucking ending is that? Like, yeah. like at what point are you gonna go, wow, she's been dead a while, and I, you know, was sad and all, but, like, I met this chick at Starbucks, and... Right. You know, That's what we call the padded room ending. Yeah. 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 But so I, I just you know, thought I, it was I, funny I, that he was like feeling on her ass and stuff after he screamed twice upon just yeah. seeing her. After he asked for her to, to appear. And I'm like, what is does anybody know what they want or what's going on? It's that it's it's that necro love. Yeah, yeah David but he was not having it at point. first. What yeah. necro love. Let's ne- never say that. Necro again. love. Um, no, don't say it anymore. I, I do want to say real quick, um er, er, uh, um, Uh huh. Larry. And no, I lost my. I lost my. We'll give you some time. Yeah, give me some time. Edit that shit right out. No, 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 no. Hold up, real quick. I remember what it was. It was the scene in the in the in the lake when he goes in to get the talisman, and she comes out of the fog. That I thought, like, I thought that was filmed really well. I thought that looked really well. She, you know, she kind of just like like zooms in. She just like cruises through the water. Yeah, I thought that looked really well. After that, it was like, what the fuck? She got on a good film trolley. He, Peter Lane, got hypothermia from that. Yeah. 
Yeah, he did. He did get like pneumonia and hypothermia. Shrinkage. Shrinkage, <laughs> I'm sure too. I mean, it was cold. All right, uh, Larry, and then Erica. Yes. So, uh, two things I wanted to bring up first. Just on a side note, I'm disappointed we never got Ted Raimi doing Horace Pinker. Oh my that god! That was a big disappointment. For oh. Me. But, uh, I I was disappointed in Ted Raimi. Period in this film. Fuck <laughs> man. But the um, the thing I want to bring up, and I'm probably bringing it up for somebody else was going to bring it up, but it was one of those rare slasher final boys that we mm-hmm. very rarely get, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but like, it doesn't quite work the way it does, like a final girl does, um, for very simple reasons. Unless maybe if it's like a younger boy, perhaps. But uh, Peter Berg is like good in some parts like he's really trying a hundred percent he tried to do all the emotional stuff but he also sounds like he's got like keys in his mouth at all times so he it's dies, like though it's like you're right rude but it's it's just like some of it's just kind of hard to to take a little bit like he's got, he sounds like he's got a mouthful of marbles sometimes here like you know, it, just, potato in his ass ah. <laughs> well okay. Allison was into though, that. But it's an interesting like character because I feel like we sort of see this kind of character in other better materials where it's like uh, the illegitimate child of the, of the, the killer, which they kind of touch on being one of the reasons why he is what he is, but like, he's like, you know, he's a good kid. Now, if they made that movie, he's probably like the bad boy or something or whatever. Well, I think that's, I think that's where I got confused in this because, okay, so you find out that he's the, you know, illegitimate son of Horace mm-hmm. Pinker, but he's also like some sort of clairvoyant who can also like travel, like astral project into dreams. I feel like that was, you know, hey, you did Nightmare on Elm Street. You need to do some of this sort of like with Deadly Friend. Right, right. Yeah. So he like he could he could get into dreams and like he could interact with Horace. Right. But he can also interact with his girlfriend. So it was like. I, it was so weird because it was like on. Yeah. I I could understand the whole girlfriend thing because it's like it's true love. It's yeah. magical, There's you know. But then it's like the connection between he and Horace and seeing his foster parents get killed and like I just. He's very sensitive. He's so sensitive. He can see dead people and go in other people's dreams. And I gotta say, as somebody <laughs> you know, who I get really weirded out about like blood relations and and adopted relations and stuff like that. I do like that element where, you know, he's not because we think that that means he's going to go on and be a killer because it's the blood of a killer. And he says, no, my real father is the person who raised me, has nothing to do with blood. And that's something that's like something I preach in my everyday life. You know, that's, you know, your friends or family that you pick that type of shit. And like blood has nothing to do with it. So I do like that. I do like that a lot. I just want to say, let's let's face it. This was Wes Craven annoyed that he lost control of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. And he and didn't he, I can't remember the exact quote. I wish I'd written it down, but didn't he actually say in some interview that this was like uh, uh, Freddy Krueger, like the way he was supposed to be, or something to that effect? Like he was saying, something you know, like that. Yes. I mean, because there's so many similarities between Nightmare on Elm Street and this. And yeah. so I think this is this is really just a case of uh, Wes Craven wanting to like s- try again, 
You know, I wanted to try this one again. And try the so same he, story again. It's, it's, yeah, he can get into people's dreams and you got the clairvoyant. Also, you know, he's going after the people that killed him in a revenge way, even though he even was though, already like a bad Sean person. Even like Sean mentioned, the opening, the opening is, is almost a shot for shot of, of yeah. Nightmare. You know, the making the glove versus Horace, you know, tinkering with his TV. Which I think is to his well, detriment. Yeah. It's detrimental. Yeah. Well, this was also supposed to be a TV series after this movie, too. But... I talked everything up like that to genetics. Like he's Horace uh, Pinker's son. So he's got, you know, some of his blood in him. So he can connect with him on that aspect. And then, you know, maybe as far as clairvoyance, it's from the mother. So, you know, just, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's, whatever. It's, it's Movie. Movies you don't want to go too deep because you're like, it just gets really confusing. But um, Erica, were you next? Or, I'm sorry, Relier, you were still going. Oh, um, that's um, that's okay. Um, so um, yeah, I have to like back uh, Sean on something he said earlier. Like the first half of this movie was awesome. When I was rewatching this, I was like, "Hey, maybe this is a great movie," and I just didn't appreciate it at the time because <laughs> it, it was like genuinely creepy. And when you know Pinker's just a normal serial killer, like that guy is scary. But yeah, it's it's when he like comes back from the dead and is using electricity and hopping from body to body. It's like, wow, this movie is a banana sandwich. And then it, it reaches like, with no peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it just reaches like peak banana sandwich when they're like jumping through different TV channels with like freaking Leave It to Beaver and like all this other like just weirdness. And it's just like. I guess, you know, I, I don't mind campy, like, silly humor, but it's, just, it's like there's two different movies. I wish it had just been one or the other and just committed to one particular tone. Um, right. So I mean, There's one in that, you know, and you got to think of 1989. I mean, it was really, like, you know, the last year of, like, the slasher boom. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was really summing up a lot of things because we were going to go on to the 90s where we would start to get more elevated horror so this is the last right. of like check your brain at the door kind of bananas literally bullshit mm -hmm. and so i look at it like that like i loved it when i was a yeah kid because it, it really is more for a 10 year old who doesn't really care about rules and gives a shit and they want some halfway decent music and you know some badass kills and some cool things to say and you know now as a 40 year old i'm like oh my god yeah I feel so yeah stupid. it's like i had so many questions about just logical gaps like some of which we talked about already but um you know like how does jonathan project himself into the tv like that's one issue i have you know why does the heart necklace have any kind of banishing power it's <laughs> right like, it's like why? Was blessed. yeah it's just it's odd and then like one of the most galling unrealistic things for me was the fact that um, pinker is executed so quickly after he's captured right it's, yeah, it takes... usually, it's usually a long process it like they're they're decades yeah i guess for me i guess because i called my dad and um maybe because what we went through and it was really quick it just depends on the nature of the crime sometimes or if there's like a da uh like election or you know whatever coming up it sometimes it depends on that but most of the time yeah or changes very in slow process yeah, no. and I know in the state of Texas, they still use um, the electric chair. I they think do. that's the only 
state that now still uses well, it. Well, if you've ever but, been to Texas or lived there, you understand why. Right. <laughs> but I know in the state of Texas, if three people see you do what you did, it's very fast. Like, yeah. you're convicted and boom, you're There was a, a comedian, I think it was one of the blue collar comedy comedians that says, in Texas, if you kill someone, we will kill you back. Right. And, um, yeah, it was. Yeah. I yeah, and I'm like, you know what? If you've been to Texas, it is so very much feels like cowboys and you know Indians type. You know, not to use because you know Native Americans, but whatever. No. But you know that whole type of mentality is still very much alive there in Texas, no right? Where you live? Because I lived in like Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah, I mean, right it's still now. like that. Oh, you know, you can open carry weapons and shit, but if you fuck with somebody, they will kill you so fast. Right. Right. All we have to do here in Georgia, we can carry, uh, if you trespass, we can say, you know, all we have to do is like ask you to announce yourself if you're trespassing, we can say, you know, hey, fuck you, you're trespassing. I have a weapon and then shots fired. Like yeah. that's it. Like I, I can announce. I don't even I know what it's like here in Indiana because like, well, I don't think I'm making myself a target. I say this all the time. I don't believe in guns. I don't have guns in my house. I, uh, I am not a fan of them. I feel like if somebody breaks into my house and they're going to, they have a gun, what's going to give me time to go get my gun? Cause I will safely store it. Um, cause I have kids and, and, and just things like that. I just don't like stuff like that laying around. By that point, they're going to either have killed me and taken all my shit. I'll just be like, Hey, take all the shit. I just want to live. I'll close my eyes. I'll let you take, it. I'll help it carry out to your car. I don't care what you want to do. Just don't kill me. Like, right. I don't have time to go get my gun. You can steal that, too, if you want. Like, just go. Get out. Take right. my shit. Yeah. You can have the house. Here's the deed. Let me go. Well, I just, I, you know, talking about this whole death row scene uh, with Horace Pinker, I, the one thing that fucking blew my mind when I watched this, and I don't know why I didn't think about this when I was a kid. Um, obviously, I didn't know any better. Well, that's why. But <laughs> when they talk about, you know, what he wanted for his last meal and they say that he asked for a tv for his last meal you ain't gonna get that I'm sorry. No, you're not gonna get that but on top of that he also got as an appetizer a pair of jumper cables you ain't gonna get that that's not gonna and happen. that and candles and candles, Dave and candles. kitchen and candles and so and so here i'm watching this scene and you've got this guy who's on death row in prison and he's got a tv with jumper cables attached to his fucking body and candles burning in his fucking cell. And right then I was like, okay, so this is where it goes off the rails, right? <laughs> like yeah. if any other place, this is where it goes off the rails because he's electrocuting himself with the TV. But it's almost like he's, if you remember, the priest comes in there when they take him out and the priest is hitting the the tv and he's like damn you damn you GD. and it's and it's it's like he is worshiping the television the exalted god you know um, how 80s you're, you're how 80s the, the giant lips that come out of the tv and go yes got it baby I'm like yes oh, that was, that's kidding. in my yeah. notes that that is where you're like okay what yeah. yeah i thought it was like a hand no, no it was, it was lips yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. And it literally says, "You got it, baby." Like even the devil would be like, "No, I'm not." Yeah. You I'm sorry, got my it, baby. Was really bad on that scene. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, it, so it it was like he was like worshiping TV and like 
like sacrificing himself to television. Like that's the I mean that's the way that's I a took statement. it. Statement. That's the way I took it. Yeah. You know, and so that later on when he was when he was became his when he became his electrical form, he was that's why he was able to uh you know, transcend into the television is because he had like, you know, he had given himself over to cable TV. I I don't know. I'm just. Absolutely. Doesn't that you feel like a very so '80s message to you? This is going to be my thesis when I finally finish college. This he is going to be given my thesis. Himself over to absolute statification. Yeah. Yeah. He was, and he was UHF. He became UHF. At least they, John Tesh established that he was a a uh, devil worshiper. At least. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But but like you know, okay so you, he's a devil worshiper so TV equals. Devil. The devil. That's yeah. very eighties. I have the question. I have a question. I have to. I have to pose this question because back in the day, <laughs> didn't cable TV still turn off at a certain time? It and did. It didn't start. That, you it still didn't start got that staying screen. on until later no. until like the nineties. Not well. How, Unless you were HBO. I was going to say, how cable are we going? Because I remember being eight or nine. And but that was like pay-per-view, you know, like, when, what a, like a paid when, premium channel. Like when, a regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Cinemax, when Cinemax hit like 1 a.m., all bets were off. You were like, I mean, wanking time. <laughs> I still remember like the 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and then like. The, the national most... anthem and then the yeah. flag and then Stat. the and I'm younger than all of you guys, but I like where I lived was so rural that cable did not run out to where we lived, and we did not get cable television until I was 14. Yeah. So I didn't get MTV and all of that stuff until I was 14. You didn't miss much. Oh. <laughs> I thought she missed the, the I... halfway decent stuff, but. Well, I mean, when I was 14, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and all that stuff was popular. So you made me feel old, Crystal. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I was out of high school. I'm dragging oh. I'm dragging Dave to New Kids on the Block. In, in okay, I'm a little jealous because I love NKFTV, but whatever. You also have to tell me about it. Tell me all smoking hot Joey McIntyre still is because he is. He hot. Anyway, um, last thoughts on Shocker before we get to our new fan section um, where we have to answer a question. Oh, yeah, I got – okay, a couple of things. Uh, I thought of two movies that did the whole the bad guy jumping from body to body better than this, and they are – Just two? Well, two that came – just, you know, don't put pressure on uh, <laughs> 1998's Fallen with Denzel. Hmm. Yeah. Ever seen great – there was a great sequence in that – where the where the evil entity is chasing him by jumping from body to body like in a uh, a crowd, which I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. And also 1987's The Hidden, which oh. is uh, if you haven't seen it, people listening, this is a movie you need to seek out. Talk about batshit crazy, and also the alien can jump in. It's an alien, not a, a evil entity. Well, not a, a you know, not a not Horace Pinker kind of guy, but it jumps into different bodies and takes them over. I thought those were two that came to mind that did this better. It's a great concept, but I think uh, it didn't wasn't executed in this one as well as well, especially in Fallen. There's a scene in Fallen where it's chasing Denzel through this crowd, basically by 
jumping into a body and then touching another body. So it, it's done brilliantly. Um, yeah, those, those I are two that. that are, yeah. And 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 actually though, and the thing is, in uh, this movie, in, in Shocker, Horace Pinker at one point sings the song "Time Is On My Side," which in Fallen is the song that the bad guy kept singing. That's how Denzel yeah. knew that it was actually him because he would sing that song. So I, I don't know if that's uh, that was just a connection that occurred to me. But no, those were two that came to mind. Those are two that came to mind that, that did it better than this. Mm-hmm. The whole bad guy jumping from body to body. Yeah, I'm sure there are more, but I can't think of any off the top of my head because I'm tired. But um, the little girl driving the bulldozer and cursing made mm. me crack up. I don't know why it is. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> but that just made me fucking laugh. We were talking about how it was a silent bulldozer because it comes out of nowhere to get him. And I'm like, right. You didn't he, he can't hear it until he can see it. <laughs> like, maybe a, you didn't a hear her, but you, heard, you had to have heard her. the machinery. Right. And he's like all surprised that a bulldozer is right around the corner. Oh, my goodness. No, they were on a construction site. That's why he couldn't hear it. When she uh, when she jumped into the bulldozer, I just thought of Problem Child too. That that blonde haired <laughs> that blonde haired girl made me think of the blonde haired the blonde haired girl from Problem Child too. But I mean, I'm more I'm more liked that he was picking up the child and shaking her, and the mom was like, "My daughter!" And I was like, "Oh fuck you, lady! You you know your child's a demon." Um, <laughs> all children are demons. Her child was a terror. Come on now. Anybody that goes, my daughter, they know their child's a living terror. And just real quick, when, when they're fighting on the rooftop and the, what's the hero's name? I can't remember his fucking Jonathan. Name. Jonathan delivers a drop kick to Horace on the rooftop fight. That was just, it's an epic drop kick. I just, I had to go back. I got and my that biggest slash of that. Yeah, the, the drop, the drop kick, kick is epic. I, and then, and then when the Horace, like do like a full off the turnbuckle body slam on him. Basically, I wanted yeah. more of that. I wanted to, more of that wrestling <laughs> shit. Where did you get all of these wrestling terms? I'm sorry. Did I, I, I had the, did uh, I send these to you? I spent a lot of time on the internet at work today. Oh, looking this okay. shit up. I'm proud. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, that just, I'm, that drop kick was epic. She's My like, I'm, I'm, I'm in, you know, interested and a little turned on. Yeah, there was like a drop kick. There was a power <laughs> slam. Like, right. yeah, but I'm thinking like it's on a rooftop. You, you best bet like my chicken ass, who's afraid of heights, would be like, just kill me. I'm not doing this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Drop kick on a roof? No, 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 sir. You, you know, would- I am most impressed by the coach's performance um, because he was an actual football player. But more he did a great job. Yeah, but more importantly, he was in Cheers. He worked. He worked with Cliff at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, anybody uh, else? Uh, final thoughts on Shocker before we get to our versus question? Can I drive into the pond? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just know Dave's going to appear to you for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You'll be making out with his ghost form, and then you'll be like, "You're dead. That's weird." And then get into it. No, you said that's weird. No, Uh, no, no. Now we've got a wait. We got a role play for tonight. Hang on. Yeah. (laughs) Role play. We got a role play. Yeah, that that scene with the ghost is great. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best best scene in the whole movie. I think. I think it's definitely one of the best. It was kind of sad. I don't really know how the fuck he knew he was going scuba diving in the fucking lake or anything. But. Yeah. The, on, the only thing, like, when we watched this, Dave fell asleep. <laughs> he did. I called him out. He fell asleep. I had my phone 
because I was trying to like, not take notes, but I was trying to like look at the cast and like pay attention and stuff. I looked away for two seconds during the fight scene at the end. And I looked back and the movie fucking ended. <laughs> walking out of the house and I was like, what the hell happened? He looks up at the sky. And yeah, I had to watch the ending today at work. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. Yeah. How the hell did he jump into the camera? Because <laughs> he's a sensitive boy. Because <laughs> he's magic. Out. I don't know. Like, no, no, what no, no, you... no. How the hell did he jump into the camera and come out of his TV in his house? It makes no sense. It, it no, doesn't make any. No, you, you no, know, if you no, think no, too no. hard about this stuff, you're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. You know, like you really can't. There's no logic. There's no. All the booze in the world isn't gonna make sense. No, there's no. nothing to go. No, no, right. We've tried. And yeah. it's really we're trying here. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I'm like, how the fuck does that make sense? No, I was. And I, I was real quick that I've been an electronics uh, technician now since 1987. And I take great umbrage to the portrayal of electronics technicians in this film. <laughs> I, very, very few of the guys I've known have been serial killers. Just a couple. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's, yeah, it, it, we're not all that way. <laughs> about the whole soldering. They're using too much solder. And I was like, okay. And then I, then Nothing's I, more annoying than watching a movie with somebody who knows a little bit about something in the movie and just complains about like that. Oh, that's me in a lot of that, movies that we watch. And he's just like, oh my God, Candy, shut up. Right, right. That, that is the most, and I'm, and I'm that guy in this movie. Sorry. No, <laughs> I was, because the last few movies we watched or anytime there's gore or anytime there's a wound, I'm like, uh-uh. Or I'm like, nah, there's no way. Or when we watch Cabin Fever, I'm like, no. <laughs> or I'm like, that wound wouldn't be like spewing. And he's like, Bleh. and I'm like, mm, I'm sorry. Spewing. Don't, spewing ever. Don't say spewing ever again. <laughs> but certain wounds do spew. Uh, okay, sorry, so love. Yeah, the, the, only, the only thing that, like, I don't want to say my biggest nitpick, but a nitpick in this film <laughs> is I wanted to see Ted Raimi die. I like his multiple roles, though. I he's, love, I love Ted Raimi. He's Pac-Man. He's on the football team, but he's also a prison guard. I love that. Yeah, and, and, and but, Ted Raimi, know, second banana in everything. Right, but it takes me back to like when we did Intruder, and you know, getting to see his on-screen death in Intruder, it was, like it was a thing of joy. I would have loved to have seen his. Because when the body came out of the closet, I was like, I would have loved to have seen to that. To see him die. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they were like, Pac-Man died for nothing. And I'm like, y'all, oh. Pac-Man bailed on y'all's asses. Now, in the one scene, just real quick, the scene when he, when Horace attacks the two prison guards, you can tell that that was one of those 13 edits that they did. You know, when he got the, he's got the guy's the lip. <laughs> And then he bites off the other guy's fingers. Apparently, that was one of the. I wanted to see the unedited scene of that. Yeah, yeah it's I never been today, released. You can tell that that was one of the scenes that they. They must did have a really... DVD release of this film, I think, in 1990, mm -hmm. and they've never done anything with it since. Yeah, we, um, but I there's all that. The, um, I want to see the unedited. Those cuts violence. and um, yeah. the unedited version. A lot of people, a lot of fans of this movie, which I have to say at this point, this is our most fan requested film. So this is a fan episode. <laughs> the, they we love did us, most then. requests. 
um, for this movie. So I hope that everybody out there is not hating us. Oh, wait, um, this is a the fan request. I love Shocker. Shocker is yeah. the fucking <laughs> yeah. movie I've ever seen. Oh, Best West Craves movie like ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the fact oh. that uh, he wrote, uh, well, you know, West Craven came back for, you know, Dream Warriors to end the Freddy series, which it didn't do. So he gets mad in 1989 and makes this movie, and I'm just like, oh, God, Wes, what happened? Mm -hmm. um, I, I have to, I say, real to quick. say that, you know, if this came out in 89 and my sister was born in 89 and the fans love this, there's like a trifecta of evil going on here and, <laughs> like, too many my people, sister. you know, asking for a TV for their last meal, you know? So, and, and, okay. and jumper cables. I was looking at the, the films of the horror films of 1989. In art, like, you cannot argue this fact. It is the worst year of the 80s for horror. Mm -hmm. Like, there's like Cemetery and Society is like it, and the rest it's like Jason Takes Manhattan. Halloween I love Five, Jason Takes Manhattan, though. Fucking. <laughs> so great. All this other bullshit. There's like, like no movies that came out in 89. It's like, this is like the. Third biggest release of the and year. And you said society, right? I love fucking yes, society. Yeah, that's it. There's like two movies. Two good movies. But I wouldn't call society like a slasher, which was the thing, you know, David Grove of the day. But, you know, I love society. Yeah, society and <laughs> Jason no takes place Manhattan. In society. I do like Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah, I don't know. That was like the first one Jason of the we ever did on the show. Was I, I by my request, of course, because I make the schedule. I said, We're gonna do Jason Takes Manhattan. Everybody's like, What the fuck, Candy? <laughs> oh, that's okay. I, I like a lot of shitty movies too. I do too, yeah. but there's a limit to like, like, I, there are things that I can forgive in some movies or make fun of, but still love the movie. This movie, I'm just trying to, I want to go back to my nine, you know, my 10 year old self and go, What the fuck, Candy? Like, <laughs> in 30 you know? years, you're gonna be really ashamed of this. You really are. <laughs> I tell myself that now. But Jonathan's well, best friend in this had his back. That was his ride or die. Yeah. No matter what, that dude had his back. Rhino, right? Everybody yeah, believed Rhino had the lead character too. Back. That shit never happens. Like yeah, they would and, never just be like, yeah, dude, all right, we got you. They'd be like, like what that. the fuck are you doing, man? They'd be like, this crazy honker cracker. No, <laughs> fuck you, honey. You was on, you was on the crack, and we are out. No, <laughs> no. no, he no, had his no, back. Need to put you away. Bye. He had his Those back. Are the kind of friends that you want to have, but only exist in movies. Yeah. Yeah, or like true. you know, somebody would yes me, like Sean would be like, yeah, honey, sure, calling the psychiatrist. <laughs> right, I got I'll be right back the, as he's getting the chloroform. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be right back. Um, right, can you so just sniff this for me, honey. I think this washcloth is expired. Can you sniff this? <laughs> it's expired. <laughs> so, me being me, I would because of sponges. I'm weird about sponges. I would sniff it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Speaking. Absolutely. Speaking of shitty. <laughs> yes. Crystal. Does it John, of the dead before you rush into shitty reviews? I have to do our question. Oh yeah. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, we gotta do the verses. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Around the world. Fight. <laughs>
right, perfect. let's hear it. Our versus question. Um, this was our first one. I, I took the very first one that came through, which is from our friend Daniel Nightmare Nerd Ryan. Hi, Daniel. Our versus question is Leatherface versus Buffalo Bill. Discuss. Um, which Leatherface are we talking about? Now, see, I, I figure we can interpret want. Like, as to who's the cooler villain, who would win in a fight, however you want to interpret it, because I didn't outline that because I did that on purpose. We could do whatever we want with it. Like, yeah, you asked the question, but we make the answers. <laughs> okay, so so my answer is going to be original Leatherface versus Buffalo Bill. Um, my pick is Leatherface. If we're taking 2022 Leatherface <laughs> ah. versus Buffalo Bill, Buffalo Bill. I'm going to go with Leatherface as well. Um, and I'm thinking, of course, of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and also two of my favorites, which are the, the remake from 2003 and then the prequel of the remake, uh, The Beginning. Um, Leatherface is fucking scary. I mean, Buffalo Bill, don't get me wrong, he's scary. He's scary in more of that, like, real-life kind of way. But there's something so gritty about those couple of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies that feel real. And they're presented as real, especially the first film. Um, mm -hmm. That yeah, I would have to say Leatherface. Leatherface would scare the shit out of me. Buffalo Bill, I feel like you know he definitely target me because I'm a fat chick. But <laughs> but I feel oh, like size sixteen. Oh. oh yeah, but I feel like you know like that that's an avoidable problem for me. Like, but if my car breaks down in Texas and you know I'm with my friends and you know I'm fucked. Yeah, we're going to a Bucky's. <laughs> because I'd actually be, I'd actually be the brother, because I am in a wheelchair when I have to do long things. I'd, I'd be, I'd be dead. But I'd still pick Leatherface. I think he's scarier, um, mm -hmm. on the whole, not on every single fucking movie though. Um, so Buffalo Bill, yes, scary, but not. He, he has his things, but yeah, overall, I, I'd say Leatherface is is the winner. Okay, uh, Larry. All right. First of all, I'd just like to say in the twenty twenty two. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he lifted up a dude with the chainsaw at the age of like 74. So he's probably going to be able to be a Buffalo Bill back, back then. But I think why the question got asked the way it is, is for Texas Chainsaw, the next generation, because that Flutterface also likes to dress up in women's clothes. Yes. And I think both are pretty... Uh, Problematic. Yeah. Buffalo Bill for sure. If look, if Leatherface in that movie identified as as female, then that is that is great. Uh, I would support that one hundred percent. So I'm going to go with all versions of Leatherface. It's way less problematic than Buffalo Bill, despite killing a bunch of dudes with chainsaws and wearing their masks. Faces on a mask. Their skin. <laughs> face wins. All okay, right, uh, uh, Erica. Uh, so yeah, I have to go with Leatherface uh, winning. Um, granted, Buffalo Bill maybe is a little more cunning, but Leatherface is uh, definitely has a lot more raw might, um, yeah. and he's like he's a big dude. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, Leatherface would definitely win in a fight. For real. Okay, uh, Dave and Crystal. Okay, when when you presented this to us earlier, all I could think of was 
a TV competition show, kind of like Hell's Kitchen, where they're presented with ingredients and they hand leather <laughs> and they hand like Leatherface and Buffalo Bill like human skin and who can make the nicest apron or suit out of it. That's all I came up with. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I'd have to go with Buffalo Bill. He apparently had more skill in the seamstress area. Yeah, that, no. that's all I could think of was who could make the nicer skin suit. I'd fuck no, I'd me. Interpret it. <laughs> fuck him hard. <laughs> Here, like list of things. So, like, give me this. So, like, Leatherface Buffalo Bill. Who could who could apply lotion better? Well, that did did Leatherface uh, apply lotion to anybody? Who needs lotion better? Who needs lotion more? I mean, Leatherface needs motion, lotion more, but Bu- Buffalo Bill could apply lotion better. Who has the better music taste? Buffalo Bill. Yes. Buffalo Absolutely. Bill. Absolutely. Yeah. Who has better family support? Leatherface. Leatherface. Yeah, yes. Yep. The Saw's family. family dinners, those family dinners. Are you bitch hog. <laughs> who, has, who has the higher body count? Leatherface. 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 Yeah. Who has the better ability to dig a fucking hole? Leatherface. Ooh, Buffalo no. Buffalo Bill. Bill. Yeah. Yeah, he puts. Yeah, puts yeah because I don't think Leatherface skin. actually would bother. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Leatherface is like, so no. Who I kill, better... take your skin. Bye. Right. Who has the better outfit choice? Mm. Leatherface. No. He he likes to talk. Well, he has a mean well, talk, too. Sean, That's a nice talk. Said that one, because my last, my, my last little competition here for between the two is who has the ability to better the tuck? I'll get back. Yeah, well, we don't know what's going on under Leatherface's apron. We, we really don't, don't, but since Leatherface kind of likes to run and grunt and like... He's got to be swinging in there somehow. Um, <laughs> I'm That's gross to, to think about. Buffalo Bill. Well, I we can tell. He can tuck. I can tell you've never tucked and run. I <laughs> have not tucked and run because I do not have anything to tuck. Yeah, I, I my stuff's already. It came pretty tough when I was born. So. I do, I do not have anything to tuck. Um, but the thing is, is like my mom took me to see. Um, Silence of the Lambs, and you know my brothers had fallen mm-hmm. asleep because we went stairs to seek. It was some kids' movie yoked with Silence of the Lambs. My mom did not prepare me for Silence of the Lambs, and I was like eleven, I think, at the time when that movie came out. And uh, and then when that part where he just holds up on the robe and we got Goodbye Horses playing, and it's got that talk. I'm like, I have never seen a talk, and I watch a lot of drag queens and stuff like that, and I'm like, <laughs> I have never seen anybody talk that fucking well. That thing is mm-hmm. talked. That's in there. Yeah, that thing is like... And it does tuck. that reveal, that, that big wide arm reveal. Yeah, and I'm just, I looked at my mother and I said, Mom, why didn't you tell me anything about this movie? <laughs> at all, whatsoever. She's like, oh, I read the book. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me anything about this movie? I'm sitting there watching going, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I remember seeing that movie. I think I was like 13 or so. But yeah, I, I mean, well, I'm, I'm going to the Buffalo Bill because of all the categories that I came up with. Buffalo Bill had more style. So we got two and, Buffalo and Bills, the thing, and then the, thing, the other four of us picked Leatherface. But the thing is, Cheyenne has a Leatherface plushie. So, Aww. I mean, there's no Buffalo Bill plushie for her to have. But, like... It would be inappropriate. That would be very inappropriate. 
Yeah, I feel Leatherface is appropriate, but like you can make him a, like a cheeky dolls, version of him. Like, I'd, fuck me. I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me so hard. Flushy is a him holding open the robe with the tuck. But it's yeah. really cute or something. Yes, like Cheyenne, she doesn't know. She just calls that her baby. She calls Leatherface her Leatherface plushie, her baby. But um, she does. But this, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, that's her baby. Yeah, defects comes around a lot. <laughs> she was my foster baby. So, I mean, like, but um, so, like, Buffalo Bill for me, but outweighs Leatherface, but. If I'm in a running race with one of them, like I can fling dirt in one's face and get away, but the other one, I'm gonna have to like fucking run and be out of breath. So do a like, Sally Hardesty and just be like running and running and running and running. Bitch um, ran and she gets girl. No, I tell everyone. Burns real is like quick, the queen. Like the first time they meet me, <laughs> y'all fucking see me running. Don't ask questions. Just keep up. <laughs> just run. All right, so, are we ready? So are we? Uh, oh, so our, our overall winner is Leatherface. Yeah, I think so. so oh, that's okay. that was an, an interesting conversation. All right, I think so. Time. Crystal. <laughs> I don't. We don't know what she's doing at this point. <laughs> it's not electricity. It's fucking. He jumps in and out of TVs. That was UHF. Okay. I was really worried. I thought there was actually an electricity going on in your, your place. <laughs> I was going to go find the breaker box and throw Thank it. Thank you, Larry. I'm about to jump oh, into please. the computer. Thank you. Rotten Tomato scores for this. Nah, and sure they're bad. It should come as no shocker. That the critics gave this film a twenty-seven percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I thought the audience didn't give it much higher. The audience rated it thirty-two. Why do so many fans request this then? You know, that's a good question because I I reached out today on Twitter and I, I had I had posted that I was looking for comments and 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 complaints about this film. And Larry was the only one that responded. And it's <laughs> funny because I get followed by a lot of people who like to talk about films on Twitter. But then the second I asked about this film, it was like complete crickets. So <laughs> I get that, that a lot. And we have 4,100 followers on Twitter. And that, I get crickets a lot. That, that told me everything I needed to know. Are you uh, sure it's not like one guy with like 300 burner accounts? Probably. No. It, it may be. No, it sure may be. We're still okay with it. That's, <laughs> Just for the shocker request. And that's, and that's why I hate social media because I run into that a lot. I can't say when I was leaving work, I told my boss that we were recording for Shocker tonight. And he was like, that old movie? And I was like, well, I mean, it came out in 89. I mean, if you consider that old, yes, sir. Yeah. He yeah. was like, yeah, that old movie. And 
I got to go. You're sounding too excited. See, I can't talk to my boss about horror movies. He told me Return of the Living Dead 2 is the worst horror movie he'd ever seen. And that I broke would my heart. kill someone over that. That's, that that's broke my heart. He hasn't seen this. Yeah. So, so we are going to uh, run through these. Um, these are all one-star reviews. IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, even a few from Letterboxd. Uh, this first one comes from Amgee. One out of ten, terrible movie, absolute garbage. I forgive you, Wes Craven, for making this trashy film my worst Wes Craven movie. Um, our next one, uh, also one star. You guys really like this movie? Like, <laughs> actually like it? It was unbearable to me after 20 minutes. One of the dumbest things I have ever seen. Forced myself to watch another 10 minutes, and I was done. Shocker, you are a very, very, very bad movie. Uh, JNJ4 says, worst movie of all time. A horrible movie that is the epitome of bad filmmaking. This is simply the worst movie I've ever watched. And it is not one of those so bad it's good and you have to see it. It is just plain bad. The violence is useless, and for a horror film, it just fails to do anything useful or unique. Watch this movie, and you will either not make it through the entire thing, turning it off about halfway in, or you will suffer through it and realize these are two hours you will never get back. Uh, our next one is from Bill S. He says, this movie is so bad, it's really friggin' bad. Uh, Hobie, All right, then. Hobie P. says, this film is complete garbage. Wes Craven wasn't thinking clearly on this. Um, Jansen S. gives us, ha ha ha, great soundtrack, though. <laughs> um, one of my personal fav favorites from Tanya, LOL, it's Mitch Pileggi. And that's it. it sure that's is. that's yeah. the review. That's, yeah, that's correct, that's... though. Yeah. Um, and then coming to our last two, uh, first time watch. This thing makes no sense. Doesn't follow even its internal logic. It's plagued with horrible effects and editing, and some of the worst dialogue I've heard in a Hollywood film. Pure garbage. I don't see the flaw. And <laughs> last but not least, from Letterboxd, half star. Um, Erica, this is going back to your initial quote. <laughs> Adam says, none in the pink, all in the stink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Brutal. Right. Like my prom night. <laughs> oh, ouch. What was his name? <laughs> I don't remember. A rough trick named Jim. <laughs> Um, so I guess that goes to me because I usually do my reviews uh, first. But quickly, I did want to share, I did get feedback on Instagram, which I, I tend to get more feedback there. Um, we had a couple of people say when I announced that we're doing Shocker tonight, um, somebody said, love that movie, watched it till the tape broke. Yeah. And then um, Fanatic Con Brookville said, I love this. I just picked this up and body parts from the thrift shop. So uh, that was no. Our first one was Hard Sell Street Punk. Um, so uh, just a couple, I mean, they were, they're all pleasant. Everybody's excited. I'm like, well, when you hear the episode, maybe not. So that goes into my review. And as we know, I am like so generous in my reviews. I still feel like I'm being pretty generous with this one. I give this six out of 
10 remote controls. Um, this movie is just, it's one of those, like, I, I preach it, and, um, I usually follow it, but I always say, nostalgia fucks with you. And, like, so, you know, 10-year-old, 11-year-old me, it, well, no, I was 10, 10-year-old me loved this movie, but I was, you know, we're stupid at 10, we don't know that we're stupid. I was stupid, and I just would watch it relentlessly, and my mother's like, why do you keep wanting to watch this movie? And I'm just like, oh, you just don't understand. You're too old. <laughs> Given the fact that my mom was in her 20s. But okay. I mean, she was too old. She didn't understand, you know. And I like the music. And, you know, the movie didn't make sense. But, like, what do we need to make sense when we're 10? We just want, you know, people to die in cool ways. And, you know, something different. And Wes Craven did it. And he did Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's my favorite. Which, that mm -hmm. hasn't changed. But... Well, I mean, you know, as far as Nightmare on Elm Street, but, um, you know, I, I just, this movie is just disappointing. It, it, it really felt like it was eight years long. It was way too long <laughs> and it just did not hold up. It's one of those just like shame on me kind of movies. And, and I see that, you know, where people really did try like Peter Berg, I feel like he tries a lot and, um, he probably is the one thing that can hold some of this together. Uh, Mitch Pileggi's like given a thousand percent, which is easy to do when you're a, a villain. You know they tend to go balls out. Um, but it, it none of that can save this film. Um, my memories of it were completely incoherent um, to the point of like I couldn't really remember much. But what I remembered, what I thought I remembered, let me say, was cool. And then I go back and realize, no, that wasn't cool at all. It, it really wasn't that great. And I get what my mom was saying, like, wow, this is trash. I'll rent it for you again. But Jesus <laughs> Christ, there, you know, there's a whole world of movies out there, Candy. Go back to watch Day of the Dead again or something, please, for God's sake. Um, so that's what I would say to myself. Um, so the fact that I gave it a six, which seems high, but for me, that's low. You guys know how I rate. It's usually 9.5s, 10s, 9s, occasionally. Yeah, this gets a six. Six out of ten remote controls. I really, I'm just going to shit on the movie if I keep talking. So, six out of ten. <laughs> well, I'm going to uh, give it a 6.5 out of ten pecker heads. you. Because I'm better than Candy. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're not. I, I'm better. I held out a lot of hope for this film. Uh, we, like I said, mm -hmm. I watched this when I was uh, a kid. And hadn't watched it since. And I was going into this last night thinking that I was going to be watching something epic that I just hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. And, you know, when I got through the first 30 minutes, I was still kind of on board with that. Still kind of pumped up. And then everything kind of fell apart. And mm -hmm. I realized, like... Now that I'm older and I've seen a lot of horror and I've experienced a lot of different directors, um, this doesn't hold up so well. And I was I was kind of disappointed. And it kind of hurt. Um, it it, it kind of hurt because I really, I really wanted it to be as good as it was when I was a kid. But you know what? Sometimes we change as people – and the things that we enjoy change, and I think this is just one of those films that, you know, it just wasn't what I thought it was. Um, There's very little that holds up from when we were kids. I know, and it's and it 
it kills me that it's like that. I hate that. It makes you sad. Because, like, another, like, there's another film of mine that I adored when I was a kid, uh, The Last Starfighter. <laughs> and I had oh, not, I had not seen that in years. And I bought the Blu-ray and I watched it, yeah. and it still holds up. Robert I love, Preston. I, I will say I love Robert Preston, film. but to me, Robert he's Preston a man. God, absolutely love that film to this day. And I just, you know, that feeling that I get from that, I did not get from this. And it most was most of them, unfortunately, are like that. It was kind of disappointing. I think Mitch Pileggi did a great job in this film. Um, it just. It just didn't. It just didn't feel like it. Like it felt, you know. It 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 was very dated, and I was I was kind of sad. So six out of ten, peckerheads. <laughs> okay, uh, who's next? I'll I'll go. Okay, Erica. So yeah, I I also have six out of ten. I'm gonna go with six out of ten um, electric massage chairs or possessed mas- massage chairs. There we go. Right. That, that was that was an extremely absurd moment in this film that was oh just, god yeah yeah just um just no um <laughs> there there were some things i i really did enjoy about the movie like it it is super creepy and atmospheric for the first 30 to 40 minutes or so and and then it's just too weird um like i don't know i i could see this being a really fun movie if you're high though like you just want to have fun and just watch just like just embrace the oddness of it especially uh all the the tv channel jumping stuff near the end which is pretty funny and uh the the one-liners are kind of funny um but it's it's definitely not Wes Craven's best um do I really do like Mitch Pileggi in this and there there are a lot of strong performances but it's just not um it's not coherent enough it's too illogical um, so that's that's why I just don't think this is like a standout classic of Wes Craven's work. Oh yeah, like yeah. Deadly Friend, that's a standout. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about Deadly Friend. Soon. Uh, I we'll talk about that soon. Are we gonna do Deadly Friend? I, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, he yeah. got it for his birthday, the special one. Because <laughs> he has a wife who listens. Sometimes, sometimes. All the time. Okay, uh, who would like to go next? Uh, well, I'll go, I guess. Okay, Larry. Uh, I'm going to give the movie 5 out of 10 green screen adventures. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was like, it was like they went to Epcot and did that one green screen thing. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. the train robbery or whatever. <laughs> They're like, we're going to film it here, guys. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, I think I saw this movie once as a kid. I don't. Rem- I didn't really remember it that much, so clearly it was not one that stuck with me. Even though Wes Craven was like, I thought he was like my favorite director when I was that age. Um, watching it now, there's so much, of, so much of it that's just terrible. But like, I laughed a whole bunch of sometimes, and I was like, "Fuck, man! I want to see this with like a whole bunch of people who are already delirious from like a bunch of horror movies. And it's early in the morning, and like half of us are like drunk together. I think it would have. It would probably been a lot more of an enjoyable time because like i i love when you see a horror movie and you laugh at something that's just ludicrous like yeah it's not necessarily bad it's just like batshit insane and then but then you're like shit you're by yourself you're like well 
I didn't get to experience that moment of joy. So <laughs> if you haven't seen Shocker yet, just hold out for the rare chance you can watch with a bunch of people yeah. drunk or stoned and try it that way. Um, because face value, it's there's so much not good in it yeah. that I can't necessarily recommend it as a sober watch. Well, it's funny. You, it's funny you say that because, like, you know, when when I'm sober and he says, you know, like, uh, uh, my Volkswagen, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like, a baby yeah, I'm like, like okay, whatever. But if I was like shit faced drunk and like hanging out with a bunch of, you know, buddies, and He'd we laugh. were watching this, and he said that, I'd fucking laugh my ass off. Yeah, yeah we took shots and then watched this last night. We did. I don't Did know you wear off? You're like, oh, I'm tired and this sucks. <laughs> I don't know why you guys don't get together on like a Zoom and watch the movie together. That you're We've done watch. that. We did it with we Halloween Kills. We have done Kills. that. Yeah, yeah we did that with was... Halloween Kills. Yeah. 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 Right, right. We We're definitely need to do often. it more often. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like when we do like Housewife Cemetery, I mean, it's currently on Shutter, but we have Housewife Cemetery. It's not coming for a while. <laughs> yeah, we, um, Dave and I watched this after the shots. And the closed captioning actually changed Volkswagen to the actual correct. It's like even like, the guy doing the the the, uh, the captions couldn't believe that's what he really said. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. That's, that's, that's not what novel. <laughs> Nobody would say something that dumb. Out of it. No, wait, yeah, Ryan, said... that's too stupid. They didn't actually say <laughs> that. Yeah, that's too stupid. <laughs> oh man. Can I go? Yeah, you can go, baby. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to give this five out of ten um, silent bulldozers. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> uh, go, although uh, I have to admit, I have, ne I have never seen this movie before last night. I'd watched it again yeah, today at work. Hopefully my bosses are watching this or listening to this um, <laughs> to make sure I didn't miss anything. But um, I think Erica pointed out this is like two different movies. It's like 45 minutes of one movie. And then 45 minutes of a totally different movie. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, I, I always try to take away something positive from these films that we do. And the one thing I got from this movie that we haven't talked about is the whole thing about, you know, he finds out that Horace Pinker's really his father. Yep. But he says, I can't remember the exact, but he's basically, it's basically the nature versus nurture argument. He's saying, this good man is actually my father. You know, yeah. you oh, I did actually bring that up. Father, I did bring that up. Right, mm -hmm. but you but you don't. That doesn't make me like you. I am actually the, the child of this good man who right. you know raised, raised me and loved me. And I thought that was a good that was a nice message. I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I like that, yeah. So I <laughs> that's the one time I tried to go high. It's never gonna happen again. So <laughs> Re great. rewind it and listen to this shit over yeah. over again. Yeah. Never gonna happen again. Of all movies it's gonna be nothing but boobs from now on. Of all <laughs> movies, it had to be shocker. To be fair, his dad Boons was a pretty bad cop. From here on out. Yeah, his hey, dad. His dad was a shitty cop. Yeah, and let's uh, not forget about dicks. We must talk about dicks. That's true. Wasn't his dad Lieutenant Dan? Did I did I not get to make a Lieutenant Dan joke? No, that's Gary Sinise. This is yeah. Yeah. No, but wasn't wasn't his dad's character Lieutenant Dan? Did I it, not? He was Don. Lieutenant Don. 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 God. Yeah. John, you have no toes. One, one, one too left. many shots. One stinking left. Shit. Too many shots. Shot. <laughs> Fuck. So are you giving, what, how, what are you giving this? How many Lieutenant Dons are you giving this? 
Five out of 10 recycled water beds. We didn't even get to talk about the fucking water bed. <laughs> water oh, yeah. beds, that was a staple of the 80s. Are you it kidding was. me? I had a water I bed. I know, I know. My best friend in like 97 had a water bed and like a torn ACL because mm. my knee got caught on her fucking water bed. But like I heard sloshing and the closed captioning didn't capture the sloshing. And Dave was kind of asleep, and I was like, Dave, there's a waterbed. And he giggled. <laughs> and I was like, there's a waterbed, and there's not a waterbed death in this. Yeah. And so five out of ten recycled waterbeds. But, um, you know, it, for me, because it came full circle, I got to, to close a core memory because the, the – um, the poster, the the, the VHS um, cover for me, because I, I picked this up every time we went to the rental store. And I was like, I want to rent this. And my dad was like, absolutely not. Um, and I finally got to see it. I, I'm happy. Um, adult me is like, how many brain cells did you lose in this fight? <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, this was this was great, uh, even though I gave it such a low score. Um, I could see how the special effects didn't hold up today, but they would have been great a long time uh, at ago. At the time, they were so fucking cool. Yeah, I can I can see I can I can give it that, and I can see that they used blue screen, not green screen, and I can mm -hmm. see that because my favorite movie used blue screen, not green green screen. And I can tell which movies did that um, because of how the effects hold up over time. Um, I love it's a great superpower to have. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's 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 just it's just the edging work. I I, I but. I love how ridiculous and over the top, like Erica pointed out, how they just hop from like I Love Lucy to Leave It to Beaver to these fights at like the Berlin Wall coming down. He's to, like, kicking some guy's ass. <laughs> to like Hutchinson <laughs> Square to like all of this shit is, and they're just like hopping and they're not even like trying to like blend it in. And he's like, oh, I'm getting a weapon. It, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And then they hop into like Frankenstein. I mean, it, it <laughs> is just, you, and then you see them like running across the screen. It's like, guys, did you even try to blend this? Did, did, did you try? Um, well, no, where's the one in that? No, but like we talked about, we didn't talk about Kane Roberts, but he is the construction worker that that uh dave's favorite character the little girl that gets possessed when horace jumps from the little girl to the really beefy construction worker that's kane roberts kane <laughs> roberts was alice cooper's like guitarist uh for a really long time on a few, on a few tours kane um did a couple of tours and then tried to come out with his own solo album, but it, it kind of flopped. Well. Get Kane, Kane is actually in the Dudes of Wrath. Yep. <laughs> and, and then Kane released uh, a solo album 
and I think he's on this soundtrack too. It, it's just awesome. It, for me, the soundtrack is more than anything. The Dudes of Wrath and the fact that I recognize Tommy Lee more than anything. Dave was originally for his quote going to sing part of like the Shocker theme song. Oh no! And I was encouraging that. But I don't think he got like tipsy. It's enough. not about Dave singing. It's about the fucking song. The uh... shocker, shocker. Right. I don't think he got tipsy enough. But like, due to wrath, <laughs> like, even though there's not a music video, there is like a YouTube. Like, you can you can listen to that song, dude. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> it's it's fucking awesome. So five out of ten recycled waterbeds without the Johnny Depp uh, like. Death, like there's no. They could have used that again. Like you recycled like a bunch of like Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. Why didn't you like kill yeah, somebody? Yeah, crossing a line, yeah. and the fact that there was even a line to cross is is astronomically unbelievable. But um, yeah, but we um, but uh, yeah, I've I've got a story really quickly uh, about your cousin Sean, who was my best friend for like thirty something years. Mm-hmm. We were out partying. I had dropped acid and smoked a lot of weed, whatever, came back, and she had that fucking waterbed forever. Do you remember that waterbed? I she do. Had forever. I do. And we laid down, and she still had, like, you know, her gear on for the night and popped that fucker in the middle of the night. And we woke up to water everywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The worst. And I was just like, dude. And she's like, I fucking popped the waterbed. I'm like, you think? You fucking think? <laughs> That's what happens when you're rich and you can afford a waterbed, or when I thought was rich. Like, my family, we couldn't afford a waterbed. That was not happening. But uh, that was my deepest fear, though, forever, was to pop a waterbed. I would get caught on, like, the edge. I was just so clumsy. Yeah. My legs would just get caught on the edge. And, like, I tore my my, uh, MCL. Just getting caught on the edge. Ouch. So very quickly before we do our plugs and you can edit this out, Sean, just to remind everybody on Monday, we have a horror business for party monster. Just so I don't know if everybody reads the schedule. And then, um, Thursday we are doing new nightmare. Um, Mm. so speaking of Freddy Krueger, I'm ready to talk about both of those films. So just, that was a quick reminder. So plugs, uh, Larry, what do you got? Uh, yeah. So uh, you can find me at, uh, Two accounts on Twitter at double H55 and at Woovember. Uh, I would also like to say that this week I recorded the pilot episode to my own podcast hey. that will come out whenever I get the editing done. Uh, that takes a while. It, uh, yeah, yeah, it should be good. Uh, I'm looking forward to and seeing how that works out. Um, it's uh, the, the premise is basically just talking to people about how they got into movies uh, growing up, specifically video stores, uh, cable channels, TV, that kind of thing. Uh, since we, you know, can, we all relate to going to the video store, seeing that I lived at the video, video store. box cover and being like, man, that looks fucking badass. Let me rent that and kind of see what movies uh, they remember that uh, made them the way they are now. And also to, you know, Maybe discover uh, a new movie that you didn't know about. So I think that's an awesome idea. Follow my Twitter, and then you can uh, listen to it when it's done. Awesome! Awesome. What's the What's the name of the podcast, Larry? I don't have a name yet. I have so many like names in my head. So far, all I've got is uh, 
the motion picture movie show. Mm-hmm. But that's so boring and generic. But I also don't want to do like be kind rewind. I don't want to do any of that kind of like obvious. Right. So we'll see. All right. Well, TBA. We'll, yeah. We'll, TBD. We'll, we'll what stay. The fuck is TBA. <laughs> to be <laughs> announced. There you go. To be announced. We'll be we'll determined. we'll we'll stay on top of it. Maybe that's what yeah. you should call it. To be announced. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll promote the hell out of it. And thanks for having me. On. Yeah. Always. Always a joy. Um. I guess I'll go. Um. All the links for myself, for this show, for everything uh, relating to this show. It's in a very long professional link tree. It's link tree slash candy the final girl. Easiest ways to contact me about uh, show ideas or answering questions or whatever is uh, at house underscore screams on Twitter and at candy the final girl on Instagram. And I'm Sean of the Dead. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean of the Dead. And I just want to thank Larry for being here and joining us tonight. Um, yes, thank you. Thank everybody for being here and everybody for listening. Yes. And a huge shout out to all of our other podcasters out there um, on our network and just all podcasters in general. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Well said. Um, Erica. Um, you can find me at myhorrificlife.com or on Instagram at myhorrificlife. Um, please also check out the Final Girl Cosmetics makeup, makeup line. We've got really fun new pro- products and collaborations that are just about to launch and probably will launch by the time this episode airs. Yeah, I'm so excited. <clears throat> okay, uh, Dave and Crystal. Um, yeah, um... If you should want to um, seek me out, the first thing you should do is ask yourself why. <laughs> but uh, uh, just yeah, uh, the one thing I've found out after being on this podcast is how supportive the whole like podcast network is. There really are a bunch of really great supportive people, and I really uh, enjoy that. Um, Got to work together. It, it, yeah, it's 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 just great to watch a bunch of people come together and try to create content and have fun at the same time and not be you know dicks, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere you find Dave, you can find me. Um, and then I'm excited for this versus stuff and maybe for all of these categories that I came up with tonight, maybe you'll be a little more specific. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I'm gonna I, run I like with this shit for not I getting really specific. Run. Yeah, yeah, I'm a run with this shit. Yeah, I you, am ADHD, and I'm a run. Yeah, you've Same. created a monster. Get I, it, girl. Yeah. Get it, girl. You have tampered in God's domain. Yeah, <laughs> tampered in God's tampered domain. Tampered in God's domain. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like you know after they hear this, maybe they'll be like, we should probably be more specific because no yes. one has the screams. You <laughs> got to give me guidelines. I'm a nurse, and if you don't give me, some and if you give us guidelines, we're still gonna break them. So just yeah. be warned. Yeah, Especially I'm me. A, I'll be like, well, you said this, but I'm going to say this. So I don't really give a fuck. I'm going to put my toe or whole foot in, like, water. Oh, are we talking about feet again? God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean's thinking of his feet is inadequate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to test but anyway. Water, Sean. Huh? Huh? I have to test the waters. Yeah, well, I'm I, not a test the waters type. I jump right the fuck in and everything yeah. I do, including this no, podcast. Too like, many I, would, crop, too I, many I knew, I knew, I knew very little. Actually, I knew nothing about podcasts. 
I didn't even listen to the podcast. I just decided I wanted to do one, and I jumped right the fuck in knowing no idea what the fuck I was doing. Which, if you listen to season one, you're like, oh, she did not know what the fuck she was doing. Um, that's why I leave it up, like, to say that, you know, it, literally anybody can do a podcast, but the way that I do everything, like, with the makeup, I just jump in, and I figure it out as I go. That's how I am. I don't like to test the waters. I just jump in. And that's awesome. what we did. We just jumped right in. We jumped right we, the fuck in, and, and I we, tagged Sean, I said, guess what? You're doing this podcast with me. He's like, I am. I'm like, yes, you are. And here <laughs> I here I am, the most introvert, introverted person ever, and I'm like, okay. I don't think that you, you can claim that anymore. Well, yeah, not anymore. Not for the last two seasons, not at least. Anymore. I talk to my internet friends now. Aww. That's so sweet. I have You're more sweet. internet friends than I have real friends. Yeah, that's true. But the internet friends become my real friends, so I love you, internet friends. Yeah. Oh. Huh? We give you internet hugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a panini out there. We don't want to like really touch you. No. Well, hopefully <laughs> soon we can make our way to Atlanta and we yes. can give you real hugs. Yeah. I mean, we gave you real hugs at Joe Bob's, but that's been a while now. So. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. 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 If you long. come like really now, we're gonna sneeze on you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My cripple might be catching. You don't want to touch me. I'm like, I have the ick. Well, we'll, we'll have we'll have to do the whole road trip thing again, where Erica comes to Indy and then we drive to wherever. Erica's like, I don't want to be in a car with you. You almost killed us. <laughs> it was only once. Aww. We didn't that we know die. Of. We didn't die. It's only because you screamed that we woke up. <laughs> you dead, though. That's what I say. I did scream. Though. Did that you was die? scary. He screams, and then we woke up screaming, and we're like, why are we screaming? What's the fuck? Yeah. Hydroplaning across We were hydroplaning at 80 miles an hour across the interstate. Yes. And you can I was come scared. Here. You can come here, and we can get you to-go salads. Remember the to-go salad? <laughs> yes. Who could forget yes. the joy of the to-go yeah. salad? It's we like a that. running joke with us. We're like, hmm, can I get that salad to-go? <laughs> right. All right, I, guys. I've never since then um, gotten over my fear of not wanting to order three drinks at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't like, bitch, I'm no. thirsty. Bring me three drinks. Are you sure? Yes. I'm sure. I, I promise you. For an hour, bring me three. I promise you Atlanta will, will be like, yes, you want three, like, sodas or you want three liquor drinks? I'll be like, time. three of each, please. Thank you. <laughs> and they will they will provide you three whatever you want. I love this. In, like, two seconds. The South they, is a wonderful, wonderful place to visit. Yeah, Dave and I went out to eat on um, Saturday. Saturday, sure, Saturday. And, like, we were like, we would like this. And, like, two seconds later, drink. And I was like, ah, I like you. So no to go salads. That was great. All right, yeah. thank you guys so much for uh, talking about this shit burger of a movie with me. <laughs> Fans that wanted Shit this, I'm sorry if we dashed your hopes, but we're the house that screams. Of course we did. Yeah. We, we do that. It's time to face reality, guys. Sorry. Yeah. In my Volkswagen. We still love you. Yeah. And yeah. if you love it, if you love it, no hard feelings. No hard feelings. Yeah. We're not mad at you. We're you're just allowed, judging you. Your, your opinions are valid. <laughs> love and accept you. All right. That's but right. Uh, thank you guys so much for this, and I'm um, looking forward to Monday. And thank you. Good night. Yeah. Good night, guys. Good night. Love you all. Love, Love you guys. You. Thanks, Larry.